Welcome back to the Stars Made Me Do It. We're going to be talking about progressions and solar return today. But before getting into it, I just want to say thanks to all of our new and continued listeners. I was checking out our place on the charts and we have listeners or we were on the charts this past week and month in the United States, in France, in Australia, in Ireland, New Zealand, Ukraine, Czech Republic, Bulgaria. So I thought that was really cool. And I just wanted to say thanks for listening and to continue listening and can't wait to see what new countries pop up. And also please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the stars made me podcast and kind of side announcement that if you are a fan of reading and like fun and magical books, both like fiction and nonfiction, we have like a spinoff Instagram happening and it's magical dot book club. And we're gonna, that's going to be tied into our Patreon coming up in a little while. And we'll keep you updated on that. But right now it's just kind of a fun follow along and read with us as we read this fun these fun magical books so check us out at magical.bookclub as well as the stars made me podcast and don't forget that on patreon as of now our tier three you get a chart reading included with that for the time being so check that out while it's still around and now let's get down to it we have our awesome co-host guest here today we have Mimi here you're back I'm back. Hello. <laughs> Round <talk>. of applause. <laughs> I was doing my uh, my announcer voice again. And welcome back to the Stars Maybe podcast. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> well, welcome back. Uh, thanks for being our awesome guest co-host today. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about progressions in solar return. And I've got like a decent handle on it, but I know you've got a much larger grip on it. So I'm an obsessive sense. grip on it. <laughs> a death grip, one might say. <laughs> yes, I focus on nothing else. That's right. Oh my gosh. So yeah, we're going to go into progressions and solar return. And uh, the day that this episode is coming out is Sunday, November 21st. And Monday, November 22nd is my birthday. So happy birthday to you. Thanks. And yeah, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, progressions and solar return. And solar return has a lot to do with, you know, it's your birthday. It's when your son comes back to the spot where it was. So that's why this episode's very timely. Um, And also I had mentioned on Instagram, for those of you who follow us and check out our ridiculously awesome stories, um, I I asked (laughs) if if you guys knew about progressions and many of you, if not most of you said that you didn't. So that's really exciting to to talk about that and learn about that. So I'm going to give a quick summary of what progressions are so that, you know, we can kind of like get a basic of it. And then Mimi is going to go a little bit more into it and also get into some solar return. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a start with some progressions that works. Do it up. Yeah. So progressions in general, like you have your, your birth chart, the day that you're born. And that's what you always refer back to. And if you, but each planet kept on moving after you were born. (laughs) They kept going. <laughs> the world did not stop. <laughs> All you Leos out there. I was there. about to say, Leos, are you listening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's okay. I have Leo in my top three. I'm allowed. 
Uh, but yeah, the planets kept moving. So the idea is that your planets, like if you took that like photo, the snapshot, the moment you were born, is that if you were to go in that same space and take a picture again, those planets would all be in a different spot. They've progressed for however many years you've been alive. And so each planet progresses at a certain rate. Like the, the moon is the quickest moving one. And we call that like the minute hand of astrology because the moon moves the fastest out of all the planets in your chart. So the, you know, the inner planets move faster and then the outer planets move slower. And most likely your outer planets, depending on where they are, like they, they probably won't ever change signs. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. So we really focus on the inner planets when it comes to progressions, but here's an example. It's, it's tricky to kind of understand even even for me, like the, the background of how that works. But if you are a math brain like me, me, you might get this pretty well. Um, For example, your moon, like the moon is on a cycle for 28 days. We all know this. We learned this in science. So the moon moves, uh, goes full around from where it started to where it was in 28 days. So for you, your birth chart. So me, Capricorn moon, I am born at what, what degree? 26 degrees Capricorn moon in 28 years, my moon will be back exactly at 26 degrees Capricorn. So it's just transfers from days to years when we do progression. So the moon takes 28 days to make a full cycle. So in our progressions, it takes 28 years. And so that translates as well with the planet. So um, and it, and you can also think of it where the moon changes signs. So it's actually, as we're recording this, it's a Capricorn moon and mm-hmm. in 2.5 days, it'll be an Aquarius moon. So your moon progresses through your chart every 2.5 years, your moon will change signs. So I was a Capricorn moon when I was born. When I turned 28, I was a Capricorn moon again. And now I'm just about to be 31 and my moon has progressed into Pisces. So yeah. I've already had the 2.5 years after turning 28. So I already lived a little bit of time as an Aquarius moon again, and now I'm a Pisces moon. So it's kind of the snapshot of where your planets were, but the planets keep moving. So we see where they've progressed to. How do we feel about that? Feels good. Feels right. It's a little confusing. So for anybody out there who's like, I don't understand. I just learned I have a Capricorn moon. Now I have a Pisces moon. Uh, I would suggest get comfortable with your natal chart, you know, get in touch with your sun, moon and rising. But for those of you that are willing to kind of expand a little bit more on, well, how have I grown and who have I progressed into and what lessons have I learned and how have I changed? Progressions are really, really good for showing you just your evolution. Yes, that's a really good point. So if you are just like getting the grip on astrology in general, don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. But if you're like, (laughs) I have followed along since day one to this podcast, I know I'm a Capricorn moon. I know all the details. (laughs) I know all my placements and you want more. There is so much more. So this is like a kind of next level step. Yep. And, and it helps you see you're like, I'm always, always, always going to be a Sagittarius. It's what I am. I'm always Mm. going to be a Sagittarius. And we've learned that the sun takes like 30, uh, the each sign has 30 degrees. So you'll Mm. one sign will be progressed because remember it's what am I trying to say? The sun takes 30 days to get through one sign. 
Yes. Essentially. So it's one degree per day. And so because the sun's orbit is a lot shorter than, or a lot longer than the moon's orbit, it's going to take much longer for your progressed sun to shift signs. So even though your moon has gone all the way around, the moon is really fast, but the moon, the sun is slower. So you're actually only a progressed Capricorn sun because you're a zero degrees Sagittarius sun and you're 31. We've moved past that 30 degree mark. And so now you're into Capricorn. Yeah, exactly. So your moon, the moon moves every 2.5 days. The sun moves every 30 days. So your progressed Mm -hmm. moon's going to change a lot. Your progressed sun is going to change less often, but it also depends on what degree your sun is in. So again, this is confusing. And if you, if you ever get a reading done, it's a lot easier to see it when you're like pointing out on the chart and, you know, can show it to you (laughs) with that visual. But the idea is really easy for me because I was born at zero degrees Sagittarius. (laughs) I was born at zero Zero degrees, degrees, zero minutes. Yes. Zero degrees, zero minutes Sagittarius. I literally looked this up. If you were born two minutes earlier, you would be a Scorpio. Ah, oh, yes. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I arrived when I arrived, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. But so it's really easy to calculate for me. So let's focus on the sun right now for progression. So the sun, my original sun, when I was born, it was zero, zero, zero. And the sun, it is in the same sign for 30 days. And remember the days translate to years. So for me, the as soon as I turned 30, I then progressed into being a Capricorn. And that doesn't mean that suddenly I'm a Capricorn. But what it does mean is that me, Sierra, as a Sagittarius, is now going to be experiencing life through the lens of a Capricorn. So I'm a Sagittarius Mm -hmm. experiencing life as a Capricorn right now, which to me, it makes a lot of sense. When I turned 30, I was kind of like, hey, I want to be my own boss. I'm a lot more into plants, (laughs) you know, like I'm I'm a lot more earthy (laughs) earthy vibes. Yeah, Yeah. I really feel it. Even in like the colors that I choose, I still have my fieriness, but I definitely feel a lot more of the earthy vibes. So yeah, the sun is what drives you. So for 30 years, you were driven by like, having this uh traveling all the time and exploring and learning new things and then it progressed into Capricorn where you're like okay it's time for me to sort of be more pragmatic and like what am I going to do what are my goals how do I want to succeed you know Yes. And like, I've heard that the transition from Sagittarius to Capricorn can sometimes be a hard one because it's Mm. such a like free flowing, let's go with it sign into suddenly like, let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Huns. But, (laughs) but (laughs) But with me having a Capricorn moon, like natally, it wasn't Mm. so hard of a transition for me because that's how I kind of felt deep down anyways. So yeah what the important thing to take note of is like, if you want to figure out what your progressions are, you can definitely get like a a progressions reading. But for example, Mm -hmm. my son is in zero degrees Sagittarius. If your son, if my, if my son was in 15 degrees Sagittarius, then when I turned 15, I would have progressed into a Capricorn. And then when I turned 45, add 30 degrees to that, I would have progressed Mm -hmm. into an Aquarius, but because I'm born that minute that it was Sagittarius, I experienced 30 full years living life through a Sagittarius lens. So it does depend on the degree that you were born. And then it goes 30 years after that. 
Um, yeah. but for my dad, for example, he's a 29 degree Capricorn. So he lives like the first few months, a year of his life experiencing it through a Capricorn. And then the next 30 years. So until he was 31, he was experiencing life through an Aquarius lens. Mm. So it, it totally depends on the degree of your son. So that yeah. is confusing, but basically <laughs> <laughs> where your planets were when you, you were born. Yeah. Where your planets were when you were born you then progress them based on how much they've moved. And so um, just an example, because my progressions are fucking insane. Um, Mm. Originally, I'm a Sagittarius sun, Sagittarius rising, Capricorn moon, Sagittarius Mercury, Sagittarius Venus, Gemini Mars. And with all my progressions, with them moving at the different rates that they're moving, I am now a Capricorn sun. A Capricorn rising, a Capricorn Mercury, a Capricorn <laughs> Venus. And then I have, I currently have a progressed Pisces moon and uh, Taurus Mars. But because all of I, that earth water energy, oh all my gosh. of it. Yeah. So much yeah. earth water energy. And so I like, you know, my, my first house when I like na- my natal chart, I have the Uranus, Neptune, Saturn, and moon in my first house in Capricorn. But now Mm. I have sun, Mercury, Uranus, Neptune, Venus, Saturn, all in my first house in Capricorn. So I'm just so freaking Capricorn right now. And I really Mm. do feel it. I really do feel so much more Capricorn than I've ever been. And even though I had that Capricorn moon, I definitely feel more Capricorn. So Yeah. And I do think that moon is really, really important during progressions because it does shift every two and a half years. And it is the minute hand. It's sort of like when we realize, oh, today is a Virgo moon. And I realized that I really needed to like tidy up and make sure that I had everything uh, organized in my home. And so for two and a half years, maybe your focus is going to be on making sure that you're building a good solid uh, space for you to be able to work effectively on, right? So whatever sign and whatever house that your progressed moon is in is sort of showing is like the focal point of what you are dealing with during this point in your life. It's so, so true. And like with me, like my, my progressed moon went like it changed signs and went into Pisces um, last a year. year. Ago. Yeah, yeah. A year ago. And that was when I really started like getting into learning about like Pisces is the ruler of like all the magical things, you know? And mm-hmm. so, and it's the, the psychic sign. It's like the, I don't know, it's one of the witchy signs and it's tapping into your intuition. Exactly. And then my Pisces moon, my progressed moon is in Pisces and in the third house, which is communities. And so, yeah. and communicating. And so like talking about all of these things that I've been learning through my intuition is just been such a huge part of me that wasn't yeah. on the forefront before. Like I still yeah. enjoyed all of these things, but I was really living with that Capricorn moon energy, you know, or even mm. before that Aquarius moon energy. But now I'm, I feel that Pisces moon also just like emotions are a lot different. I'm mm. experiencing them more of a Pisces way than more of a Capricorn way. So yeah. it's just, um, Yeah, I think that's fascinating because it is all about tapping into your intuition and like being feeling more connected with like the universe as a whole. And it only just went into your third house five months ago for the first seven months that you had this Pisces moon that's progressed. It was in your second house of like self value. So almost maybe it was you were tapping into your intuition, but it was much more about 
how you could do it on your own, like more solitary. Yeah. But in the last five months, it's been about building a community and finding other people in your neighborhood or your local, you know, people who are interested in the same things as you. And so building that up. So then you're tapping into your intuition with other people as well. Yes. And I'm a little bit afraid for in a year and a half when it moves into Aries. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that's kind of the idea is that you're never, you're always going to have the birth chart that is your birth chart, but you do experiencing life. You do experience life in these cycles, just like how the moon moves in cycles, especially your progressed moon. You really do experience that and really can feel it because it's your feelings. But Mm -hmm. we, we experience things in these different cycles based on how the planets are moving. So yeah, you, it's, it's a cool thing to check out too. If you are feeling like very, you know, like not as maybe relating to what your natal element is. I mean, now I feel like I have so much more of that earthy energy than the fire energy. And it makes sense because I have a huge ass slice of my chart, just like concentrated in Capricorn. So, I mean, same, I have a 21 degree Aries sun. And so when I was nine, I went into a progressed Taurus sun and I've always, ever since I learned about my Taurus uh, planets, I really, they've really resonated with me. And it's because I've lived since I was nine years old with this Taurus energy and I've yeah. been really comfortable in it. And so, so yeah, maybe you don't resonate so much with your current signs, but there's also so much growth that you've had, especially if you feel like you have had a lot of uh, like dramatic or traumatic or really intense experiences that have sort of forced you to grow and evolve. You're more likely to be feeling who you have evolved into rather than who you natally were. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I think that my dad always gives off such Aquarius energy. Like mm-hmm. he just, he does. <laughs> he's such a wackadoodle. And like, he only experienced life one year as a full on Capricorn, you know? Mm-hmm. So he still has all that Capricorn energy. He, he's, he is a Capricorn like through and through, but he gives off those Aquarius vibes. And now he's been in Pisces for a while. And, and, you know, my dad's like, Hey, uh, how are the stars looking for, you know, making an investment, <laughs> you know? So he's, he's definitely <laughs> tapping into that, that more. <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah. I can't imagine the shift from Pisces to Aries. That's going to, that's gonna be a lot. And I'm really interested to see because the last time you had a progressed moon in Aries would have been when you were like five years old. And that's Aries is your nadir, which is your early childhood. It's like basically your womb outside of the womb. So I bet there's going to be a lot about, I don't know, something related to that area or a time of your life. Yeah. And I'm just realizing now that so in like a year and a half, I'm going to progress into my moon will progress into Aries. And I think in a year, both my parents' sons will progress into Aries. Wow. That's going to be a fiery fam. (laughs) Yes. Wow. How interesting. Yeah. Because like my, my mom is four years older than my dad, but my dad's birthday is like seven days after my mom's or something. Mm, yeah. And so it's like, you know, they have that, uh, or less it's yeah, whatever, like six days. So, um, so yeah, they're gonna, they're both they're about gonna be to shifting around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Wild. Very interesting. Right. Okay. Hmm. Part one done. <laughs> <laughs> Progression's good. Progression's good. It's complicated but it's also really fascinating. So look into it. Um, I believe that, well, if you have the program time passages on the computer, which is not cheap, 
but awesome. Um, then you can do your progressions. It's, it's very easy, but I believe that is also, I believe it's possible to do it on astro charts. Um, your progressions you can, yes. Yeah. I could not find a way to do a solar return chart on, on the app though. Okay. Yeah. So, but, I mean, there's always great tools like cafe astrology or astro.com, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So look into that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that astro charts is how you can figure out your progressions, but yeah, look into it. And so now yeah. we're going to get into solar return. So uh, even yes. though I'm a progressed Capricorn right now, my solar return is something completely different. Hey, Tara, did you know that your name kind of sounds like the word tarot? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of tarot, there's a really cool shop called Tarot in Time that is so much more than just a shop. You are right. Tarot in Time is a tarot and astrology service with a brick and mortar store located in Kent, Connecticut for all your metaphysical, herbal and tarot needs. Their herbal and holistic approach to tarot and astrology is extremely welcoming. Their website includes videos of each reader so you can find the right match for you. And they offer in-person or distanced via Zoom tarot and astrology readings. Prices are very reasonable, starting at $25 for a 15-minute reading. I've had multiple readings from Tarot and Time, both in person and online. When I was in the U.S., I've been in their actual shop. And when I've been here in France, I've been able to coordinate it fine doing the readings online. Yeah, I had one in person, uh, one in person reading, and it actually changed my mind about tarot readings. I wasn't a huge fan of them before, but after my reading, I kind of changed my mind about it and I like them now. Yeah, so you can do easy booking online at tarotintime.com. That's T A R O T I N T H Y M E.com. <laughs> Yeah. So, and these are all really good tools to like find what you are dealing with and contextualize like your current day and current life's experiences. Uh, so if one doesn't resonate a bunch, there are so many other tools. I always wonder about progressions, like who the hell invent, like that is just a technique somebody made up and it works and we do it, but then <laughs> everything is just a technique that somebody made up. So whatever. <laughs> That's it's like true. my Aries chaos and Taurus like needing some sort of security in it, but then some whatever, sort of stability. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So your solar return is your birthday. So the day that the sun returns to the same degree that as it was when you were born, um, your solar return chart, essentially you pull it up for the year. So 2021 what day is the sun going to be exactly at the same degree minute mark as your natal one? And so for you, it is on November 22nd, 3.34 a.m. Awesome. Yeah. That is when sun is going to be exactly conjunct your sun. And so conjunct is an aspect term that we use to say that it is literally on top of. They are at the exact same degree in the same sign. So... Then what you do is you pull up a chart for that exact time. So uh, 1122 in America at 3.34 a.m. And this chart that shows up is a predictive chart to show you what the next year of your life is going to be like. Oh, I love it. So. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I didn't look at any of this, so I'm excited. <laughs> 
you know, I'm like, I'm teaching, but I'm also teaching. I'm letting you know. So, um, and predictive techniques are so much fun, right? Cause you're like, I mean, that's sort of why everybody gets into it. They're like, Ooh, I could find some sort of way to know what's going to happen. But then you just realize like, it's really helpful for your soul to contextualize and give yourself a little validation. Um, but yeah, there are multiple ways to use this as a predictive technique. The main things that we focus on are the rising sign. This is like a focal area for the year, as well as your temperament and attitude and the way that you approach life. And so yours at 3.34 a.m. on November 22nd in Paris, you want to do it for where you live. Uh, so if you're going away, I've heard different things about this, uh, contradicting things. I've heard some people say that it's like where you are celebrating your birthday. Say you go somewhere for a trip. That's the chart you pull up. But I think it makes sense for where you reside because that's where you're going to be spending like the next year of your life. Yeah. So yours, your uh, ascendant for this solar return chart is Libra which means that you are focusing on your partnerships and relationships, your coworkers, business partners. Um, you'll be looking for some form of harmony or, you know, maybe being a little indecisive this year. Uh, obviously mediator. That's, I mean, already your midheaven. You're such, you're so good at like that diplomatic way of looking at things. And so there could also be a focus on how you look, your appearance mm. um, and how you identify with how you look. And so just like you would in a normal chart, then we would look at the ruler of your ascendant because this is what we call the chart ruler. And so um, ruler of Libra is Venus. And so in this chart, Venus is in Capricorn right on the cusp of the fourth house, the Nadir. So then there's this huge focus on work and how you identify with work and how you find this mediation and working with other people, collaborations, finding harmony when it comes to work. Um, discerning and being really practical about your core needs as well. Um, healing. I saw that and then, yeah, nurturing and feeling safe in your work life and literally working from home. Capricorn on the Nadir is such a like working from home position. Ah, oh, that is great. <laughs> <laughs> so but- yeah, that is your, that's the, that's just the first thing you look at is your rising and how, how that's going to be your focus for the year. So I want to just like that makes a lot of sense to me. And I'm excited about that Libra Midheaven just because it's, or sorry, because I have the Libra Midheaven, I'm excited mm-hmm. about like the Libra being the ascended, but just to like take it back. So my, my birth chart, like when I was born, I, yes, I'm a Sagittarius rising. That was like my birth chart. But what Mimi did was found that my son, when I was born was at zero degrees, zero, zero. And then searched for when this year of my life the sun was again mm-hmm. at zero, zero. So that's why the ascendant is different because in this date of 2021, when the sun is back exactly on top of where my son was when I was born, like things have moved and shifted. And so, uh, that's why the, the ascendant is yeah. at Libra. And so just like the ascendant in your, you know, when you meet someone and you're like, Oh, Hey, you appear to be a Libra, the, mm-hmm. the next year of my life, based on like what a solar return chart is, is going to be like, hey, you're going to approach it and people are going to see you in a Libra way. Very, mm-hmm. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, I mean, the other things that you kind of focus on are where the solar return sun is. So it's obviously going to be exactly conjunct your natal sun because that's the whole point of it. <laughs> yeah. So obviously the sun is going to be at the exact same degree, but it's important to note where in the chart, as in like what house it's going to be in, because that's also going to be a big focal point. So where your energy is being applied, right? Because your sun is your energy, it's your drive. And so yours is in the second house. 
So you're going to be focusing on finances and also like that self-value work too. Um, finding comfort, finding security through what really energizes you. So sort of that Capricorn nadir of really earthy, but finding safety and nurturing in your work. So working from home, sort of showing up again in the sun because it's in the second house of comfort and home. That's really cool. I, that's really cool that I remember in the Nadir and Midheaven episode that we did with you, how you talked about that, like Capricorn on the Nadir is very much a, or, or even like Capricorn at the Midheaven can be a very much like working from home energy. Mm-hmm. And as like, you know, like I said, like when I became a progressed Capricorn and wanted to become my own boss, the whole working at yep. home thing really like started to be how that's, how that's looking. So that's really very cool that this next year, both in the fact that like my Nadir is in Capricorn with my Venus right there. So it has to be like loving what I'm doing. Um, and then Mm -hmm. also my son, uh, it's also cool to think like, you know, I know that I kind of just said this in different words before, but since we found the degree (laughs) that my son was in when I was born, but this year it's like, if there was a baby born this year, with the same degree son Mm -hmm. as me, this would be their life. And so it's kind of like, that's how you, that's how you can kind of figure out the next year. Well, that's really, yeah, that's really fascinating. Yeah. It's just like reading a natal chart, but with a little bit more, less of a, this is who you are and more of like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh, And yeah. And also in the solar return, your son is exactly conjunct, which means like exactly together with the South node in Sagittarius in the second house. So I feel like there's going to be a lot about releasing old things and like letting go of your need to go to old patterns and old habits, uh, especially when it comes to that self-value and when it comes to finances. So feeling like money is what gives you security and stability and safety and instead finding it elsewhere in that North node in Gemini in the eighth house of being able to talk it out, of being able to speak on the more healing or the more deeper aspects of what you're dealing with right now. Cool. I'll take it. Take it. Yeah. (laughs) Plus your moon in this chart is in Gemini. So definitely. And in the ninth house. So definitely there's that like communication, building a community, especially when it comes to like things in a more divine realm or a higher education realm or internationally to show people the truth. Yeah. Internationally. Yeah. Um, really good energy levels, maybe a little detached emotional style. That tends to be a, a Gemini moon thing, but Guillaume, are you, you also have, are you listening Guillaume? I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking maybe that's a great way that you'll be able to connect with him on that level, you know? Yeah. That's and it's really at that 29 good. degree mark. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was really fascinating. That is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there are, yeah. So I did read that like, there are some especially important points that you do want to look at, some of which are the nodes. And then another one, which is uh, what we call the vertex. I don't and think we, we have, talked about vertex. We have not but it talked is. about vertex, but so just take this little dictionary definition right here and we can dig into it another yes. time, but I want to know about it. Yeah. So (laughs) vertex is essentially what you call your faded meetings. It's just the important people that you meet along the way. And so look in your natal chart where vertex is to find out who like 
what sign your more important person or most important people are going to be or where you'll meet the most important people. And I say this and I wanted to point it out because your vertex is at 21 degrees of Aries this year, which, as I said, is my sun sign. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you are welcome for everything I will be giving you for the next year. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, we're starting this off really well because this episode's coming out before my birthday. So you're giving us the gift of co-hosting and telling me all about my, uh, my yes. coming up year. Okay. So my vertex, like faded meeting points, like where I'm meeting my most important people for the upcoming year is literally the same degree and sign as your sign. And I'm literally coming to visit you for your birthday to start off your solar return year. I'm really fucking excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I saw that and I freaked out. I was like, I got to tell her. That's um, amazing. And it's in, it's in your seventh house of relationships and partnerships. And, uh, you know, you have that Libra, you know, every Libra rising has that natural opposition in their charts because the ruler of the house is always the opposite of the yeah. natural ruler. So you have Aries on the seventh house. Yeah. So, yeah, so those are really especially important. Um, noting where your vertex is for the, for the solar return chart will show like who is going to be your biggest supports or who's going to be the most, pro or not most prominent, but just like very present in your life for that year. And, and like, then your nodes, go on. Well, just, just thinking besides like the, the awesome fact that it's the same degree as your son, but just thinking like vertex, so faded meeting points and my, in the solar return chart, my vertex mm -hmm. is in Aries in the seventh house. So yep. like in a way of me maintaining an individuality among the people that I meet and like yes. staying true to me, but among groups of like people that I'm in. That would seems to be a like, percent. Yeah. Letting yourself shine in a group of people and letting yeah. yourself sort of speak and be bold and be courageous and, you know, yeah. just be you. Mm, very cool. Yeah. I thought that was really fascinating. That is cool. Um, yeah. And so then another tool we can do with solar return charts is to find your needle rising in the solar return chart. So this is where you find yourselves being like very self-reliant and expressing the self and focusing on your needs. And so for you, your natal ascendant is the Sagittarius. We know that. Yes. And so it is in the third house of this solar return chart. So again, that Gemini energy is coming up of communication, of social networking, of networking in general, building communities, and also speaking your truth because it is that, that moon in the ninth house in Gemini. And then also that Sagittarius rising in the third house, which is Gemini energy. Okay. Does that makes sense. It does make sense. I'm rephrasing it just to make sure that I've got Please. it. Yes, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So like in my solar return chart, we found the ascendant of the solar return chart by finding the exact placement where my son was. But then mm -hmm. what you did is you went and found where in my natal chart, my set, my, my rising is Sagittarius. So he went and found where that rising shows up in yes. this in this solar return chart. And then what is that mm -hmm. indicating exactly? It indicates uh, where you are going to be making your needs met and like prioritizing mm. yourself, expressing yourself. So communication and communities for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. This I is know. very cool. No, very, very fascinating. Uh, and then I had noticed something about your Chiron uh, that it was exactly so you're in this solar return chart it's at eight degrees of aries 
which is exactly conjunct or like opposite your ascendant, which means it's right on the cusp of the seventh house. Mm. So maybe this year is really big about you. Yeah. Letting yourself shine and like speaking up for yourself or, um, you know, allowing others to see what you do have to offer and like bringing that cardinal excitement energy when it comes to your relationships and, and networking um, and just highlighting uh, the independence and the strength that comes from being an individual, especially in your practice. Like I bet for this year, you'll get a lot of readings that are people who like need to feel like they can be strong on their own. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's, cause we'll get into an episode on aspects, but like when something's directly opposite of something else important, when two like placements in your chart are exactly opposite, those energies are like, they're, they're opposite energies in the way to kind of get through that in the best possible way. So like find where they meet in the middle. So that's kind of like that, that Aries energy with that Libra energy being like, you, 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 and then everybody else, everybody else, everybody Mm -hmm. else. And then kind of finding like, where do I fit in amongst everybody else? And with Chiron being an Aries, Chiron and Aries is very like having a hard time sticking up for yourself, but Mm. then it's directly opposite. Like the, what everybody else sees about you type of Mm -hmm. placement. So that's really, really cool. Yeah. And maybe it's how you view everybody else then. Yeah. Your perspective on your relationships. Yeah. So that's sort of like the, the foundation of a solar return chart. There's some really cool techniques about like using it as a clock. So the house that you're, the sun is in. So in your case, the second house is the first month of this year. So November, and then the third house would be December and then moving through it like a clock. So like your third house is pretty empty. I know. I really like this one. This is kind of cool. Yeah. (laughs) Your, Your third house is pretty empty, but your rising is in there, like your natal rising is in there. So maybe December is a big one for like expressing your needs and like speaking up for yourself or where you're really reliant on yourself. And then January, we've got that fourth house. So touching on that Venus at the Nadir and the Pluto that's there and then touching on Saturn. So all of those energies that those planets deal with are going to be a little highlighted for those months. This is very cool. I feel like we're going to need to add like solar return chart on the website for like readings, you know, like it's your birthday. I know they're so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do like happy birthday reading. Yeah. Happy birthday reading. That's a really, really cool thing. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to add it. Yeah. That's yeah. Solar returns are pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just a bunch of techniques that you could keep doing. Like you can look at every single planet and like how it plays to your natal chart. And like, I won't get into all of that because it's a lot, but you know, like your solar return Venus is conjunct your natal Neptune, which means Mm. that like this Venus is exactly touching on what your natal Neptune is normally touching on. So Mm. maybe Venus and Neptune will be really in play. And Venus and Neptune relationship to me is always sort of like, dysmorphic view of uh yourself so that could be that like Libra rising right like how you appear how you look um or maybe um a dysmorphic view of relationships or maybe you're coming out of it and like having reality checks you know so I love it I love that it's this is really like these are both really cool tools to use as like, I guess, to understand yourself more as you're growing. And yeah, Mm -hmm. as like this kind of predictive tool, or even just to see like, 
where the assets are. I don't know. Whenever I do like an astrology reading, I always try to like give people like, this is what you can use to your advantage. Yeah. And so I feel like a solar return chart is a great tool to use in kind of combination with progressions too. I know I'm a progressed Capricorn yeah. and my Nadir is going to be Capricorn with this like solar return chart. So that's just really like focusing on that, yeah. you know, home life energy and everything. So um, I mean, I, yeah, when you play it all together, you have your moon at 26 degrees Capricorn. The pl- current Pluto is at 24 degrees Capricorn. And then you have, I think, Saturn at like 21 degrees of Capricorn. Yeah. So all of these planets with all these different techniques are like really highlighting this degree of Capricorn right now yeah. for you. Yeah. And like we mentioned in the progressions, I've just, I'm just Capricorn everything right now. So it just lets you know what else to focus on. I am the boss, (laughs) boss energy, but okay. Mm. I'm going to do a quick, just like, cause I know that was a lot of information. So cat moon recap so much like progressions is that you find out where all of your natal planets, natal meaning like your birth chart, your natal chart, where they have moved within however many years you've been alive. And when it comes to the sun, it's normally one degree per year that your sun moves. So you have to check on what degree your sun was in to then figure out where you've progressed to. And then your moon, it changes every 2.5 years. So if you're, you know, if you're 28, if you just turned 28, then that means Mm -hmm. that your moon is exactly back where it was when you were born. So you can kind of guesstimate a little bit. If you're almost 28, it's probably the sign right before, or it is the sign Mm -hmm. right before. And so with your progressions, you find out where all those planets, especially those like the inner planets have, have made more of a a movement, you know? Um, Yeah. So that is where your planets are now. You're experiencing life through those lenses. It's like I have on my Capricorn glasses. I'm still a Sagittarius, but I have on my Capricorn glasses and my heart's wearing Pisces glasses right now because that's my Capricorn moon experiencing emotions through Pisces lens. Yeah. Can't you just (laughs) see like like a Capricorn heart that's really like sassy with like the rising bitch face eyes with like (laughs) heart-shaped glasses? It's like Pisces moon glasses. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I definitely see it. Yes. (laughs) But then your solar return is where you find out where your sun's going to be back at the exact degree where you were born. And then it becomes like a predictive tool for the year ahead. And everything else could be totally different, but the sun is always going to be there. Yeah. 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 So solar return. What? Yeah. Going back to the progressed moon return. I love that that happens. I, well, I'm 27 and my moon has returned. So it's a little bit early, but, um, for the most part, your progress moon return is going to be around the same time as your Saturn return, Yeah, which I really like that. Cause it means you went around the entire Zodiac with your emotions, with what your soul wants, with what mm-hmm. you're focusing on. And now, you know, you have all the tools at hand and you just have to learn what Saturn is giving you now. So, yeah. And we are going to do, um, we have planned like within this season of the year <laughs> to do a, um, a, a Saturn's return episode. So Ooh. we have a cool, um, a cool guest that's going to come on to talk with us about that. So very cool because I feel like a lot of people who are listening to this, I mean, like there's a wide age range, which I so appreciate, but I do feel like a lot of people are within this solar return mm-hmm. moment happening, like the 29 ish, you know? Oh yeah. I remember when I first heard about it and they were like, Oh, it's the worst, but don't worry. You'll be fine. I'm like, uh, fuck no. I'm going to prepare for that shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what the hell is it and how can I how can I make it okay oh no I'm um, glad I learned about Saturn's return after I already had my Saturn's yeah. return and and that was good for me that was fine yeah but <laughs> good for you oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well thanks so much for sharing all of this like very deep information on and like I feel like it was like a little birthday present my solar return you know I get to uh see like a little gift of this is what your next year is going to be like. So that was really cool. Thanks for I know. all that. Thanks for having me. I hope it wasn't, I hope it wasn't too much information. I feel like there's, you know, I remember cousin Justin sent us a, a meme one time when, um, when we had done the Chiron episode where it was like the, you know, that lady who has blonde hair making that face and then it has math equations going all around. Her <laughs> yeah, <head. me>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that lady, isn't that Julia Roberts? <laughs> is it? Yeah. I need to reinvestigate this. I thought it was just a random meme. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm reinvestigating. Um, but anyways, he was kind of like, I just realized what my son is. And now you're talking to me about all this deep stuff. So if this was a lot, that's normal. But also for some of you out there who are like, heck yes, I want to figure out what my solar return is. And I want to know my progressions and blah, blah, blah. It's really exciting. It's, um, yeah. it's a really cool thing that it just shows you that astrology is literally never ending. Like yeah never ending so yeah anyways besides uh my birthday being tomorrow would you like to let us know why it is we talked about progressions and solar return today because the stars made me do it (laughs) yay (laughs) 